0: The Lord be with you. And with spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, "Come you who are blessed by my Father, who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food; I was thirsty and you gave me drink; a stranger and you welcomed me; naked and you clothed me; ill and you cared for me; in prison and you visited me." Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed. Into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or ill, or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you. What you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise the Lord. the Lord, the Gospel, may their sins be wiped away. Well, happy feast day of Christ the King. This is the end of the liturgical year. If you can believe it, Advent starts next week. And maybe we can believe it since the semester is pretty much over as well. But the idea of kings and kingship, it's a little bit difficult for us as Americans. We'll just say it. Our our country is founded on the fact that we don't like a tyrannical king telling us what to do. Kings have power, usually absolute power. And you know, with human nature, we can see that often, a lot of times, power can be abused. There's a phrase out there that's like, absolute power corrupts absolutely, or something similar to those lines, where in our human nature, sometimes it is difficult to exercise that power in a virtuous way. Yet today, we have the feast of Christ the King, and so we need to reconcile this idea of kingship and put it in the proper light. You see, Christ is perfect. He is the perfect king. We don't have to worry about him using his power in a terrible way to hurt us. Yet sometimes we struggle with a view of God as one who is out to get us, as one who is keeping a record of our sins or just ready to punish us. But that's why we need to look at the first reading today to truly give us a description of who God is, who Christ's kingship or what Christ's kingship actually looks like. It says in the prophet Ezekiel, I myself will look after and tend my sheep. I will rescue them. It says, I myself will pasture my sheep. I will give them rest. I will seek out the lost. The strayed I will bring back. The injured I will bind up. The sick I will heal. This is how Christ exercises his kingship and his power, by caring for us by loving us, by inviting us, by healing us, by giving us opportunities to encounter his love. He will go out of his way for us. As we progress through looking at some of our readings today, the other two as well, we see this theme of servant leadership also coming forward. But again, as we look at the second reading, we see Christ's reign described also as destroying our enemies in clearing a path for us, especially destroying death. For he must reign, it says, until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Which also is something that's quoted in the popular Harry Potter series. But to say the last enemy to be destroyed is death. Christ is victorious, and we are waiting for that full realization of that kingship at the end of time. And as we look at the gospel, we see that end of time coming forward. Christ coming in glory and sets things right, separating the good from the bad, the sheep from the goats. And Christ is present in the poor, especially the least, the forgotten, and the ones that we forget about. It's how we choose to love people. is how we live like Christ. This last reading here for the last Sunday of the church here in this gospel really gives us that road map to prepare for Christ's coming in glory at the end of time. Amen, I say to you, Christ says, whatever you did for one of the least brothers of mine, you did for me. Christ is present in each person, especially the ones who might annoy us or we might not want to be around. This is the challenge of how to truly love. St. John of the Cross says, it's one of my favorite quotes by him, it's quoted in the Catechism and in other places, it's a very popular quote. St. John of the Cross says, in the twilight of life, God will not judge us on our earthly possessions and human successes, but on how well we have loved. On how we have loved, especially the least among us, the ones that we struggle with. That's where the rubber meets the road, if you will, in living out and preparing for eternal life. It's our roadmap, as I said. Whatever we do for the least among us, we do for Christ. It's easy to love those that we appreciate, but sometimes it's harder to love and to sacrifice for those who annoy us, who are difficult to be around. But that's the heroic sense of the gospel. In that same light of Christ's kingship, I think this gives us a model for how to really focus on Him throughout whatever's going on in the world. This is more maybe the second part of the roadmap for salvation. The stresses of today or today's world is going to pass. Finals will be over, praise be to Jesus. We will have a restful break. It's going to be great. The important thing to remember in the stresses and in the good times is that Christ. Is constant. He remains on the throne. But yet there are things we cannot control. But we can control how we respond and how we choose to love through it all. And I've said this several times in homilies. It's one of my my favorite things to say is that a lot of times we don't have to solve the big problems or the big things of the world. But we do have the responsibility to choose to love, and to respect those who are in our immediate sphere of influence, those who are around us. I'm going to pull in yet another quote, St. Teresa of Avila, probably my second favorite saint after St. Francis. I have to say St. Francis is my favorite, but St. Teresa of Avila, she's taught me so much about the spiritual life, true champion, true champion of the spiritual life. She says, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't actually have the quote, um, Couldn't find the book this afternoon. Uh, She says something that one of the devil's subtle tricks is to get us focused so much on others or things around us that we forget to examine our own lives or our own actions. It's one of the pitfalls of the spiritual life, to get so distracted by these things that we can't control anyway that we just get so distracted that we don't even see as taking away our peace or hampering our ability to choose to love or to forget those around us that we do have the influence with. All things to think about. All things to consider when we try to live as Christ the King has modeled for us. And so this calls us to trust in Christ in the things that we can't control and to choose to love in the things that we can. As we have these stresses like finals and going home and the pandemic and all the things going on in the country, in the world, the news, anything... It's important to remember that through it all, Christ is still king. One phrase of the gospel, this too shall pass, but Christ is eternal. There are many things, so we trust in Christ, that he is with us, that he inspires us to love and gives us that model to love and comes to meet us yet again in the Eucharist. I have this really awesome song that I love that we've been singing a lot at Praise and Worship. And it's, it has such a great, a great line. And at the beginning, it says, I can't go back to the beginning. I can't control what tomorrow will bring. But I know here in the middle is the place you promised to be. We can't control tomorrow. We can't go back. But we have today. And today, to choose, to love. And then the chorus of that song I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? We need that strength of Christ to meet us again, to choose to love. And he does meet us every time we come to church, especially meets us when we receive him in the Eucharist. He especially meets us and gives us the strength to choose him to be king of our hearts, to be king of our lives, to reign in our souls. We can choose to love each day only with the strength that comes from Christ, the King. And so today as we commemorate that kingship of Christ, let us remember that his kingship is not so much about wielding the absolute power in a way that a dictator or a king, an earthly king may, but through that example of service and love and the choosing to love the least among us or those who annoy us. And when we get tempted to focus too much on what is not in our control, Let us remember on who is in control. Let us remember Christ and to focus on him and to surrender those things that are difficult and that are struggles. So today we invite Christ to be the king of our hearts, to reign on the throne of our hearts, so that we may serve and love like him, especially the least among us. Lord Jesus, reign in our hearts that we may live and love like you. Amen.